Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After the attorneys get taken in for questioning to the court of Brookhaven, they each provide their statements along with the heartbroken Twig Scaddle and Kit Hera. After much back and forth coaxing and convincing, they gather that Cat Hera had been visited by a disorderly Dot McNeil the night before her death. They hear that Dot had apparently urinated in many of the cups at Groomsha's Brew, including the one that Cat Hera was drinking out of as she died. With evidence pointing toward McNeil as a suspect, the attorneys convince Kit and Twigs to revise their statements to the reclaimer, Jeremy Beremy. After a rude comment, the group spends the night in the cell before meeting with Judge Olrak of the Court of Brookhaven in the morning who offers them a prosecution contract with a caveat. They will be supervised by the reclaimer Jeremy Berry. Should they fail to bring forth the suspect in the murder of Cat Hera within the next 24 hours, they themselves will be tried for the crime. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Tuesday, 16th of fall. Dun dun. Jeremy Barrymy quickly hands you all your belongings as he says, So I spoke to Judge Gardner. I'll be supervising you for the next 24 hours until you return. Gear up and we can talk some more on the way. Oh, I thank you, Jeremy Barrymy. And thank you for uh, giving me such a comfortable sleep last night. I appreciate it. Oh, anything for you, Miss Felcher. Big fan. And you see he, one by one, just hands you all the different stuff from one of the, the holding areas in this big courtroom slash almost police station type thing. This this building is really all purpose for the kind of judicial system. So you guys are kind of where the cells were before. And so he's handing you all these things. Gary, he gives you back your shield. Thomas, they removed your suit coat when you were arrested uh, and all the belongings in your pockets. He hands you back that. Oh, thank God. Uh, Jessica, you get your mirror. You get all your other belongings. He gives Twigs his uh, long cane and Kit, his heavy crossbow. As soon as I get my mirror back, I take a look at it and go, okay, that's good, thank thank goodness I'm just 
just making sure that I'm presentable for the for the folk that we're about to go and meet and things. You know, a night in jail, it'll do things to you. Kit, you're an official assistant of my law firm now. Welcome to the team. <laughs> I've only been a part of one business before. Oh, I guess I'm like an entrepreneur now. <laughs> well, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's move out, everyone. I think you'd be more of an employee than an entrepreneur because you're not the one creating the business. You buffoon. And Twigs goes, sir, shall we step outside and discuss the next steps? Uh, is the court providing us with more transportation? Because uh, I don't think we have enough horses. I'm afraid not. We're, we're going to have to figure out something. I <sighs> Listen, uh, let's, let's step outside real quick. All right. Shady. You walk out of the building and you see all of your horses are hitched up. You see Wade, Popcorn, and Tony. Jeremy kind of runs a hand under his dark visor and goes, All right, um, it's fully up to you to do this. I've been told I can't interfere. But I know that uh, Sapir is a really long way from here. So uh, if you need it, I, I can call in a favor at Air Dragon. And uh, hopefully get you there a little quicker. Hey, do they do return trips as well? Yeah, I uh, I can get you the hookup. It's, it's probably going to cost you some, though. Really? How <laughs> much? I'm going to have to go haggle with Georgie, but we'll see. Usually it's really pricey, but I, 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 I did him a solid once, and he owes me. And let me ask you something. Air Dragon implies Sky will be in the, uh, the air. Uh... Are you afraid of heights, no, Thomas? I, I didn't say All that, Gary. I did not say that. <laughs> All I, the way up there, you're afraid of heights? I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, some people have been known to get sick in the sky. I don't want Jessica over here throwing up on her way there. That's all. It, you know, maybe we, it's just a couple more hours. What's wrong with uh, uh, taking the horses here? Uh jail i appreciate your concern but i shouldn't have a problem i'm i'm pretty uh i don't think i'm prone to motion sickness or anything like that well twigs remember when you told me you you feel a little squeamish in the sky uh are you sure you can handle i don't believe we've ever discussed the prospect of flight I long to be free like a bird. Did I say twigs? <laughs> I meant Kit. Kit, you don't want to go in the air, right? I want to fly like a pretty little butterfly. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness gracious. That doesn't solve the issue of money, though. Well, Thomas, if you want to split up, if you think there's something else we need to investigate and you're so scared, we, you can check somewhere else. Gary, I'm docking your pay for that. I am not scared of anything. Oh, man. Docking, subtracting from zero? That's right. So what a shame. So wait, Gary, do you owe Thomas money now? Is that how that works? I don't ever remember owing. I don't even get money, so... Uh, you know. Anyway, if you think there's someone else we need to investigate, maybe you can do that while we fly over to Sapir. There's no one else right now at the moment, so All right. there seems to be no other choice. Then uh, we'll hit you in the back of the head, and when you wake up, you'll be in Sapir. Well, do we think it would be useful to perhaps gather some evidence of your theory? Well, we... We just need to speak to McNeil for that. That's our only lead right now. Well, we have no real evidence about this proposed moonberry poisoning. Oh, wait, I forgot to give you this. 
And you see Jeremy starts patting down his pockets. He goes, wait, where, where is it? And Tony the Pony picks up a paper up off the ground and hands him a paper. And he goes, oh, yeah, here. Uh, The, uh, my my condolences, but the autopsy report for Miss Hera came in. Oh, my sister. (laughs) Let me see it. Kate is holding it. And he goes, I can't read. Uh, You need some help there? Yeah. That explains why he hasn't been an entrepreneur before. I jump up to snatch the paper out of his hand. And you do so, and you look over the document, and it confirms, yep, death on Monday, the 15th of fall, and the cause of death has been ruled as moonberry poisoning. Mm. So, it looks like it actually was moonberry poisoning. That's what it looks like. Uh, I do have moonberries on me. You do? I do, from the case. Uh Uh-oh. You didn't happen to just say that out loud now, did you? <laughs> Wait. So you made the coffee and you have the moonberry. Did you? Gary, you idiot. <laughs> did you lie to me, little man? Well, it was submitted as evidence for that case. I don't think you'd still have it on you, Gary. That seems a little far-fetched. <laughs> right? Uh... I kept them a couple in case, uh... In case of what, Gary? If we ever got into trouble, and it seems it has backfired. Clearly, Gary. But you didn't bring enough to kill someone, right? I don't know. Does three kill someone? Mr. Mogbile, I would highly suggest we do not speak of this again. Uh... I, I likewise, yeah. Let's just uh, hear what happened with McNeil first. Yeah, and get rid of the moonberries, please, Gary. Oh, but they... <sighs> Gary, get rid of them. <laughs> Gary, there's no more microdosing to get high on moonberries for it's you, not friend. For that. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if we ever got in trouble... All right, here, just take them. I don't want them. Throw them away. I think we might need them. We don't need moonberries, Gary. Okay. I'll be taking that. (laughs) And Twigs grabs it and puts it into a little pocket in his vest. Oh, God. Sure. Now, does the high of a moonberry mellow someone out, or is it like cocaine and speed? Is it like a... Is it a peppy drug or is it a mellow drug? Uh, I think it's a mellow drug. It's almost like it gets you drunk and then just kills you. Twigs, I don't think you need to be any more mellowed out than you already are, sir. I don't think we could take any more of this I'm not slow going speech. to take it, you buffoon. Well, <laughs> I suppose then uh, we'll just have to take you at your word. Uh, did Jeremy Bear me run off to uh, check with Georgie about the dragon air air dragon? Uh, I'm 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 not allowed to leave your side. Oh, so we're coming with you is what I'm hearing from Dad. Okay, great. And then uh, Jessica will link her arm in Jeremy Baramy's and start going. We're off to see the Georgie, the wonderful dragon of Oz. <laughs> well, they're 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 wyverns, but. The air dragon just sounds nicer, but y- yeah, yeah. We're off to Is see that the how wyverns. you pronounce it, Jeremy? I've always said wyvern. No, they're wyverns. Oh. Hmm. Filthy foreigners. Gary, how do you pronounce it? Well, the I mean, I say wyverns, I say pomade, and uh, 
I think that uh, that's the correct way. <laughs> Say pomade. Yeah, pomade. It's pomade, you asshole. <laughs> I've always heard it pronounced pomerade. <laughs> oh. You know, like the Pomeranians, those little cute little critters. For you fun listeners at home, I pronounced pomade as pomade is the only way I've ever heard it said uh, a few minutes ago. And now my players are being assholes about it. <laughs> will this make it into the cut? <laughs> only time will tell. Find out next week on Dungeons and Dreamers. So I guess we're off to uh, Dragon Air with uh, Jeremy Veramy leading the way. All right. So, how are you guys mounting up on your horses? Are we at the ride to the dragon? Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, there seems to be an easy solution here. We have three horses. I think we could fit everyone on. Uh, I will take my horse, Popcorn, and the rest of you will divvy up between the two other yeah. horses. And I get right. on Popcorn, and I ride off. All right. No! <laughs> As you begin to ride off, you, like tug at the reins of popcorn and popcorn begins running and you see Jeremy holds out a hand and these magical restraints appear around his hooves holding you in place and he says you're not allowed to leave my sight I'm not leaving your sight you can see me let me go and I try pushing forward his hand maintains the restraints as he mounts up behind you on top of popcorn get off of my horse what are you doing I'm riding with you you seem the most flighty fine who wants to come on up and saddle up with Wade and myself? Oh, Miss Felcher, it would be my genuine pleasure. Okay, do you prefer to be in front or behind? Behind. Oh my, okay, well, uh... Usually a fella asks a girl to dinner first before mounting from behind, but okay... Here we go. And he very slowly mounts up. He gets right up in your ear and goes, Would you like to go to dinner? Um, no. <laughs> but thank you. All right, I guess this leaves me and you, little man. Oh, he's a little horse for a little man. I love it. Okay. I whisper to Tony. And then I hop on Tony, and then Tony hops on top of Kit. That's exactly where I was going with that. (laughs) You see Tony hops on uh, on Kit's back, kind of like Scooby-Doo style, and Kit doesn't even think about it. Kit just grabs Tony's bottom legs and begins, like, revving up his as he runs off. And uh, Jeremy releases the restraints on popcorn, and we see the two full-size horses galloping with two people atop, and Kit just demolishing as he runs. (laughs) And you see Tony's mane flowing in the breeze as a little smile comes upon his uh, horse snout. And you do that as you ride through the brick-lined streets of Brookhaven. As you continue, the roads widen and become a little less neatly laid. Eventually, you ride upon dirt as you enter a great plain of flat grassland. In the distance, you see a number of large wooden structures, almost like toll booths at the end of the paths. Behind those, you see an astonishing number of wyverns in full riding gear. Wyverns, whatever, man. What's that? What's that, Tony? Your Uncle Google said it's pronounced pomade and wyvern? (laughs) Oh. You see an astonishing number of wyverns in full riding gear. 
Various carts hurry down the paths to Boots as you approach one of the wooden shacks, and a Kenku dressed in a little red vest, white button down, red bow tie, and monocle greets you. Welcome to Air Dragon. I'm Georgie. What can I do for you? How high is this thing going to go? How really high? <laughs> okay. No further questions. <laughs> well, Georgie, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Um, we're friends of uh, your pal here, Jeremy Baramy. Oh, uh, hi. And hi. Uh, we were just looking to get to the town of Sapir. Oh, Jeremy, is that you? Hi, Georgie. Oh, well, great. Uh, Sapir, is that a... He pulls out like a bunch of maps. He's like, yeah, mm, Sapir, Sapir, Sapir. That's uh, Eastern Orgaic, right? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah. Is this uh, all, all six of you plus steeds? Um, God, do you think we'll need the steeds? <laughs> uh, the skies open up and you remember that the gods are dead in this world. Oh, no. no. No voice comes back down. <laughs> That's right. But look at that. The skies opened up and it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Great day to be really high up in the air. Absolutely. <laughs> well... I, not too high. <laughs> Maybe just mid-level high. We can definitely leave the steeds if if you're confident that uh, Superior's our last stop. Well, if you can, I mean, we're just going to fly back. Well, if you can get them on for free, that's fine. I don't want to put too much stress on the wyverns, though. Maybe if we bring them, the dragon will fly lower. Uh, they definitely won't be for free, uh, but <sighs> let it. me see. It's a short flight, though. Uh, so, but it's a full load if, if we're taking all of you. Don't worry. It's on uh, the court. We could afford it. Yeah. Mm, no, it's not. That's not how this works. I uh, think the court should pay for it unless uh, unless uh, we fail the case. Right, Jeremy? I'm really not authorized to make those kinds of expenses. You really should have bargained for more. Uh, that should be about 200 gold pieces. All right. Um, is there any sort of payment plan or perhaps an alternative form of payment that you could accept? Uh, I, not really. We don't really operate on credit. Hey, Georgie, come on. Please don't, don't make me say it. You know, look. Really? Right now? Yeah, we... It's important. Listen, you you know how I feel about justice here in Brookhaven, and it's it, it's it's a work thing. So, something about these people just feels right to me, and, and it's really important that they execute their case. <sighs> All right, Jeremy, let me see what I can do for you. Everybody, it's Nick B. B is in. Whoa! I cannot wait to hear this ad. Nailed it. All right, all right, everybody, let's get to it. So, once again, today's episode is brought to you by our patrons. And if you love what we're doing here and you want to support the show, please consider checking out Patreon.com/Drimbus. Not only do you help us continue to make better content, but you get access to a ton of benefits like a after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, where we share our thoughts after each session, our Discord, the chance to have characters named after you, and exclusive patron-only series, including our new show, Back to Basics. It's a new campaign where we run through the standard D&D adventures, starting with the Lost Minds of Phandelver, 
uh, DM'd by Michael Pisani. I'm about to play another clip of the Fanny Pack Fiend, our uh, Agent of Chaos, Palazzo. Check it out. As we move on to Winter Winters, are you emerging from the fanny? The whole time I've been like this, just hanging out, and I say, Well, I guess she doesn't want me to fix it for her. And he zips himself Uh. back in the fanny pouch, and he goes, I'm really good at fixing things. I don't get it. I would do it for her. Dad says I'm really good at it. And then uh, Winter Winters starts munching on a little carrot inside and continues grumbling to himself. Good at it. Um, nom, nom, nom. So Winter Winters is not doing any sort of action this turn. The only action is munching on that carrot. Alright. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, if that tickles your goose and you want to hear any more of the games that we'll be playing, uh, consider becoming a patron today. We got we got a great a great group of people here in Club Patreon. You don't want to leave these guys alone. This poor Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, John Mitchell, Kevin Doublet, Terrence Knox, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Emrys Craig, Ben B, Thomas Murphy, uh, Regina Russell. All these guys, you know, you don't want to leave them alone. They're, they're good people, and we love you guys. Thank you so much. Okay, that's enough out of me. Let's get back in there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't just let you go for nothing, but uh, lowest I could go is 15 for a drop-off in the Eastern Archaic region, uh, 20 for a direct. It's really cheap. This is coming out of my money here. Uh, Kit, do you have 20 gold? Oh, I've got three. All right. Twigs? Hmm. I didn't ask to be an attorney. <laughs> Twigs? <laughs> I'm... I left my money at home, but I have five gold pieces. That's eight. I roll for sense lying. Roll insight. (laughs) Roll for sense lie. (laughs) Roll for doubt. Uh, 16. He has more on him. Uh, A man with your attire, I think, holds a little more than five gold. Am I right? <laughs> I have seven. Mm. Uh, but you can't leave me broke, please. I Two gold pieces in Brookhaven. That hardly gets you a piece of chocolate. If we win the case, we'll pay our dues. 
Even though it should be if we lose the case, we have to pay, but whatever. We'll pay you back. Fine. Here's the seven gold pieces. So we've got ten so far. That's right. Jeremy? I'm I'm not allowed to interfere. Jessica, you got an autograph. Uh, uh, let me see what I've got in my bag here. And re- I uh, re- Revenge of the Killer the the Killer Comb. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not one of mine. That's, um, oh, what's his name? Jim Darton. I think, I think it's Richard Queen. (laughs) I I think so. So Jessica keeps looking in her purse and she's like going around and she's like, oh, that's odd. I don't remember seeing that in there before. Okay, well, uh, and she pulls out this like envelope Uh and she looks in the envelope and lo and behold... (laughs) There's 30 gold yeah. pieces in there, right? Whoa! <laughs> Jessica! I, I think so. Uh, I start digging at the spot I'm standing, and uh, wow, a treasure chest appears. Nope. <laughs> uh, sir, could you please stop that? <laughs> Look at all this treasure. I just shoved dirt in his face. And... <laughs> And from the envelope, Jessica will extract the remaining 10 gold pieces that we needed to pay for the flight. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Great. Where'd you get all that cheddar, Jessica? Yeah. You know, sometimes this bag is just, you know, bags and us ladies. We just, there's so much in there. Sometimes I single i so silly i forget that there's things in there sometimes or maybe um you know because the purse was in lockup maybe maybe this gold belongs to a perp they ha- still have in the lockup and they got some confusion going on in the bag but you know either wait, way do you think that's a that's a real possible theory because if it is i need to take that back immediately no she's just joshing you jeremy don't worry who's josh she's she's kidding around don't worry about it she's a jokester nope. this jessica kit kit's right here Anyway, uh, yeah, so here's that 10, uh, the remaining 10 for the flight for the drop-off. The drop-off? The drop-off? We're going to the drop-off? <laughs> Please don't say drop-off before we get on a dragon. <laughs> oh, speaking of drop-off, I gotta go. Can uh, I'll be, just a sec. Gary, I mean, why didn't you go before we left? I, I, it just hit me now. The coffee just hit me now. Oh, goodness. You know, when you have to drop the kids off at the pool, you just gotta do it. No pool. Uh, there's just a bush over there. I'm just gonna go behind the, the back here. Wait, does anyone else have to go before we leave? I don't want to hear it on our ride. We're not stopping for anything. Tony the Pony gets up on two legs, crosses his hooves in front of his privates, and runs over to the bush. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Is that... It's not the right color. Okay. You see a little fairy from within the bush look at you, now covered in your fluids, and lick its lips and goes, Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fairy. <laughs> Sorry, take a smell. I'm, I'm not into that. <laughs> I didn't see you there. Oh, uh, but I saw you. All of you. <laughs> he saw all of you. Gary, everything all right over there? Here, for your troubles. And he tosses you a gold piece. Oh, hell yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I got plenty of moments that came from me. Wait, how many bushes are around here? Can we pee in all of them? How much gold can we get? Everyone, find a bush. <laughs> but I don't have to go, Thomas. Jeremy, I need a hundred water bottles. My name is George, the Bush Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's uh, what's your deal? Uh, mm, that flavor, so earthy. Oh, <laughs> so you just what do you do? You just um, I live for the thrill, is what I do. Gotcha. Well, I'll call you anytime. I gotta, you know, use it. So you know where to find me. I'll be right here. Cool. Don't tell the bird man. He doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, Tinker Smell. Yeah, see you later, sweet cheeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go, Tony. <laughs> Tony uh, looks at you very scared. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little scared, but uh, anything to feed the family. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Whew. Well, we've, we've paid up front for our uh, little deal here that we got going on. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Georgie, so uh, we're ready to go whenever uh, your warven is. All right. And uh, don't worry, Georgie, we're about 10 pounds lighter now, so uh, should be no problem. Wow, that's a lot of pee. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, um, pee. Hey, um, Juby. <laughs> huh? <laughs> My name is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an unfortunate name. Person. <laughs> and you see, uh, you see a little imp runs over, and he's dressed in this like bright orange, like dyed leather garb. It's orange with the yellow stripes running down. It says, "Jupy, go get the uh, go get the wyvern set up." And he he like runs over on all fours wildly. And then what a uh, what origin name is Jupy? Is that Eastern or Gaelic? Is that opulent? It's infernal. Well, in his native language, it's I did. I can we get on the dragon now? I, did I eat a moonberry on the way here? I don't think so. Jupy will get it ready for you in a second, but first I just need you to sign these waivers, okay? Please keep your arms, legs, other appendages all on and inside the wyvern at all times. There will be scales available for your grabbing pleasure to help you feel nice and safe. The harnesses uh, are state-of-the-art. However, if you do manage to work yourself free and launch yourself off, uh, that's your own deal. So That won't happen, just, right? That won't happen? No, not unless you want it to. I don't. Uh, I it, don't want it okay, to. Okay, if, if you do decide to do that, um, we just don't take any responsibility for it. And he hands out little pieces of parchment with uh, waivers written on them. Okay, I'm going to sign my parchment, but my hand is shaking all kinds <laughs> of ways that it's like a very indistinct version of my signature. <laughs> Jeremy, you're coming with us, right? Yeah. And he's, yeah. he signs his waiver and hands it back. I think we'll be okay. And I, I sign. I grab the quill with, like, my entire fist as I uh, write Gary Monkpile. Twigs and Kit sign it and hand it back. Jessica daintily picks up the quill and with a flourish writes just the most elegant and exquisite signature you've ever seen in your life. That's a free autograph right there. He digs through like these little wooden cabinets and he goes, all right, just one more second, hold up. Uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Um, and he hands a, an additional form to Jessica, Thomas, and Gary and says, it's 
basically just another release form for your uh, your horses and uh you know should any property damage come to happen i put a quill in tony's mouth for him to sign oh he, he signs for himself and tony signs for himself wow that's a that's a smart horse yeah i got him for a steal too and i pat him on the head <laughs> Putting responsibility on your own horse, Gary. I would never. And I signed my form for popcorn. Popcorn strikes a pose. Jessica takes the form, reaches into her purse, pulls out an ink pad, picks up the hoof of Wade the horse, (laughs) stamps it on the ink pad, and then stamps the parchment contract. And she's like, I think that should suffice. Lots lots of responsible horses here. All right. Well, uh. You're all set to go. Any questions? None here for me. Uh, we're going to meet someone there. Probably named like Schmoopy or Jubilee. Are they the other wyvern set up? No. That's really racist, man. What? Ooh. <laughs> Schmoopy is incredibly derogatory towards imps. <laughs> Gary, it was a little racist, so why don't you tone it down a bit? <laughs> I can't keep you on payroll if you're going to be talking like that. There's no... You don't know what I had to do back there. <laughs> God. Why Why my shit is worth more than this fucking job? And that's a problem. Ain't that the truth, ain't it? Jeez. And you turn around to see Jupy standing there with a little frown on his face. He also has like a little red hat. And he's just frowning at you going... Oh... Jupy, you're a valued employee and friend. I, I care about you. Don't, you know, you know how people are. And Jupy runs off to attend to a different wyvern. Jeez. Uh, Jeremy, these are the people that you said you saw something in. Something important. I didn't know that was a slang. I was just, I thought it was just gibberish. I took gibberish in high school. I oh, so other languages are just gibberish to you is what you're saying. No, I took gibberish in high school. I'm, I'm, Gary, I'm kind shut of... shut up, Gary. <laughs> just, just go. All right. Jessica extends her hand to uh, shake the panku's flipper. And the kanku puts a flipper in your hand and shakes it. Georgie, I appreciate doing business with you. Thank you so much for all your work today. Yeah. I hope whatever Jeremy saw in you, it's a, uh, it's worth it. Well, you know, a lot of people have seen a lot of things in me, but uh, Jeremy's, I'm sure, seen something very special. All right, enjoy your ride. Thank you. We will. And uh, with that, Jessica will walk over to saddle up. Thomas is is doing. He's doing one of those things where he's like standing right next to the wyvern. And when people pass him, he's like, oh, no, no, you, you go on ahead first. I'll, I'll, I'll go on in a second. <laughs> As you guys begin mounting up one by one, you see the wyvern kind of has its tail laid down so that it's almost like a little ramp up to the back. And there are these leather seats that are strapped across its entire torso so that each seat has one big scale in front of it for you to hold on to. And then you see these straps beneath like where the wings meet the torso. And from the ground, you see these big gelatinous cubes swallow up Tony the Pony, Wade, and Popcorn. And you see them freak out as they get suspended in it and go, and then the cubes stretch up and push them to the surface and touch the wings and strap them into the undercarriage of the dragon. And then the cubes kind of melt back down into the ground and slither away. (laughs) Uh, Gary. Uh Uh-huh. Let's speak hypotheticals real quick. 
You have children, right? Yeah. Let's say they're very, very afraid to do something. What What do you do for them? I just, uh, I distract them. You know, I, I probably play catch with them. Uh, I play a little game with them, and I and I start. You know, that's how you. That's how you got to raise the kids. You got to just like distract them, right? I, I start talking to them about politics, but I don't. They don't really know what we're talking about. I just start throwing a ball around. I'm like, you know, let's so let's open up that uh that that case there at the the Ophelia's Twin Peaks. What really happened there? You know, stuff like that. We just and I just keep talking and filling the heads, and it, it works like a charm. Okay, let's let's keep going with this hypothetical as we get onto the wyvern here. Why don't you try one of these uh, distraction methods on me? Let, let's see how that works. Oh well, if I, if you know you're being distracted, it's going to be oh a little difficult. Well, we can play a Excuse game. Excuse me, Thomas. Thomas, why don't you sit next to me over here? Okay. Uh, we can have a nice little chat. Sure, I would love to chat with you, Jessica. Uh, let me. Oh boy. Um. Hmm. Are you strapped in, Thomas? You strapping yourself in Almost. yet? Almost, Gary. Gary, hold my hand. <laughs> and Jessica will also get up and like help seat Thomas and like strap him in. His whole body's shaking. I think I have to sit in the kids section, guys. I don't think I can sit with you. Oh God, um, and easy uh, me, huh? My name's Kit. I pick up uh, the little lawyer man in the red suit and I carry him over to the seat and I strap him in. And I say, I pat his head and I go, all right, Mr. Phelps, enjoy your ride. <laughs> now that Thomas is strapped in, Jessica will hold up her hand, put it to his face, and she's going to cast sleep huh. on him. <laughs> if this works, as I'm falling asleep, I'm going to have my hand, if she's resting it on her leg, just grasp it incredibly <laughs> tightly. Do you have less than 32 hit points? I do have less than 32 hit points. Okay, then you fall asleep. Heck yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jessica just goes, Rock-a-bye Thomas in the wyvern <laughs> When the wings flap the seats will go As you make that noise you hear twigs go as he was making it to the top of the wyvern, tripped and then very slowly slides down the tail. <laughs> no! <laughs> and then you wait about another five minutes as he picks himself back up and then walks back Jeez. up the tail and seats himself. Right, I sit in the kids section. Gary, you seat yourself in like a really tiny chair up by the neck. Okay. As that happens, you see Droopy runs out in his little vest. He kind of tugs on all of your vests and uh, belts to make sure you're strapped in, kind of like when you're on a roller coaster. And then he runs off and he starts doing hand signals in front of the wyvern. And the wyvern looks at him, nods, and then breathes two bursts of fire into the air, like a train whistle, but just fire. And it goes... And it stands up on its two hind legs and begins flapping its wings as it takes off vertically. And you go straight soaring up. You feel the 
the force of gravity press into you as you fly up at incredible speeds and into the clouds. It stops flapping, keeps going up with that momentum before it takes a nice, big, deep nosedive. And you guys are facing down as you fly out through the clouds. You see the ground. He is barreling towards the surface. It looks like you are about to crash into the earth. And then he turns horizontal. And the wind beneath his wings carries him up and higher up into the air near the clouds, and you begin soaring. You are the wind beneath my wings. Did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I wish I could be. And Jessica is singing this to Thomas in his sleep. You can fly higher than an eagle. Cause you are the wind beneath my wings. In in his sleep, Thomas is muttering, Mom, I'm flying. Look, I can do it. I'm flying, Mom. As you start singing, Kit looks at you with like kind of dreamy, like child-like gaze. And then by the end of your song, he has passed out as well. And he's just sitting there going, (laughs) (laughs) And Gary is like, I'm flying, Mom. <laughs> I'm flying. What I tell you? <laughs> Whoever heard of a goblin in, flying? In Thomas's sleep, he's gonna say, "I need to talk Gary's pay again, little, little stupid, stupid Gary." And Gary goes, "I think I should just be a miner. I made so much more money just working in the mine. I don't know why I'm doing this." This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Feltra, and Nicholas Benetatos as Gary Markbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetatos. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash drimmers. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind-the-scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you there? I think I'm getting something. Why are you recording? For science. Did you hear that? We're a little off schedule. Maybe it's the aliens. I'm studying electromagnetic phenomena and anomalies. I don't think losing people is scary, I just... 
don't want to do it anymore. Just together we Radio check, who's this? I didn't do it! You never do anything! We should still be secure. Are you safe? The walkies again. Who are you? Comfort. I am not doing it on purpose. You can't bullshit! I am not doing it on purpose! Stop. Stop! Oh god. I don't like this. I don't like this. What the hell was that? I'm not supposed to know that. We're supposed to be innocent. I feel an ending coming. Oracle, a sci-fi anthology podcast set in the not-so-distant future. Season 2, Transmission, available in bi-monthly episode releases starting July 1st, 2023. Or listen now to Season 1, Iris, wherever you get your podcasts.